Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here, recording from the great state of Virginia. And we are in Deuteronomy chapter 2. And <clears throat> he's going over the history, but he's covered so much in so little time that, and that, that I even misquoted a little bit about Aaron, Moses' brother, the high priest of Israel. So Aaron has passed away. So before all of this in Deuteronomy starts, Aaron has passed away. So here's sort of the chain of events. If you go back to Numbers 21-ish, all of the men of war, the men of age, the men able to go into the promised land and take it 38 years earlier, really 40 years from this earlier, have now perished. The four that are still alive are Aaron, the high priest, Moses, Caleb and Joshua. So Aaron, so Moses is told to take Aaron to the top of a mountain with his son, um, who's going to become the high priest. Let me, uh, yes, it's chapter 20 of Numbers. So he goes up to Mount Hor, and we're not really sure even where Mount Hor is, but that's what it's called. And there he is stripped, is a terminology used, were derobed, and Eleazar's son now takes on the clothing of the high priest, and his father passes away. So that is the passing, if you will, of the old guard, the high priest, and all of the soldiers, men of war. And so now that's all that's left is for Moses to pass away. And that's where really Deuteronomy here has begun. And so the transition starts with the taking of some of the land that God is going to give them. And so that's what happens right after Aaron's death. They have a, a they take on the Canaanites and they're victorious. Um, then they have the incident with the snake. So even in the midst of victory, these people are unrelenting. And it's interesting that this battle with the Canaanites and the fiery serpent is not talked about here in the intro of, of what Moses is saying here in chapters one through four. So the first battle isn't mentioned, the, the, the fiery serpent, where the serpents come in and they're biting and killing the Israelites because of their grumbling again against God. They cry out to Moses, Moses cries out to God. God says, lift up a bronze serpent. It's probably made of copper, but that's neither here or there. So they lift up a, make a, Moses makes a copper snake, probably has one of his skilled guys do it. It's put up on a pole and those who look at it, who have been bit by the serpents, do not die. And then Jesus will mention that, that he will be lifted up like the serpent, that those who look unto him would have everlasting life, right? So that's the, that's pretty critical. But that's the numbers 20, 21, and then what we have here, at this part, the defeat of King uh, Sahon is Numbers twenty-two, and this and this and the defeat of King Og. I think it's Numbers twenty-two. But anyway, that's where we're at. But I don't even know that I have much time to get into reading this. But um, it is interesting. They've been passing through people's lands. They've had no problem. They've been buying 
food and water as they go. And so they do that with this king, Shahon. So verse 26 of chapter 2 of Deuteronomy. So I sent messages from the wilderness of Kinemoth to Sahon, the king of Heshbon, with words of peace, saying, let me pass through your land. Now, when he says, let me pass through your land, he's talking about three million people. I will go only by the road. I will turn aside neither to the right nor to the left. You shall sell me food for money that I may eat and give me water for money. In other words, whatever we need, we will buy from your people. We are not coming in to take, but we will buy. We will trade with you. Um, So you should sell me food for money that I may eat and give me water for money that I may drink. Only let me pass through on foot as the sons of Esau who lived in Seir and the Moabites who live in Ar did for me. Until I go over the Jordan into the land that the Lord our God is giving to us. But Shihon, the king of Heshbon, would not let us pass by him. For the Lord your God hardened his spirit and made his heart obstinate that he might give him into your hand as he is this day. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have begun to give Shihon and his land over to you. Begin to take possession that you may occupy his land. Then Shihon came out against us, he and all his people, to battle at Jahaz. Now Jahaz is in the real southern part of what is going to be the Israel. And so it's probably, it's really close to the Dead Sea. Anyway, um, and the Lord our God gave him over to us, and we defeated him and his sons and all his people. And we captured all his cities at that time and devoted to destruction every city, men, women, and children. We left no survivors. Only the livestock we took as spoil for ourselves with the plunder of the cities that we captured. From from our or <laughs> I don't know how to say that. It's a bunch of vowels. Anyway, A-R-O-E-R which is on the edge of the valley of the Arnon, and from the city that is in the valley as far as Gilead, there was not a city too high for us. The Lord our God gave all into our hands, only to the land of the sons of Ammon you did not draw near, that is, to all the banks of the river Jabbok, or Jabbok, and the cities of the hill country, whatever the Lord our God had forbidden us. So, and that's the end of chapter two. So God's given them this land and then there's going to be another battle and they're going to get a lot more of land. And this is the land, so basically from the Dead Sea to the Sea of Galilee, if you draw a straight line up the Jordan River through them, this is the land that they're winning, all the land east of the river. So the, West part, they're not getting, and that's going to be... So if you think about modern-day Israel, or you think about the times of Jesus and the Sea of Galilee, Dead Sea, we're now in that land, and that's where this battle goes. And it's interesting how God brings in a new army. So they've, they've this is a new army. It's not the army of old. It's not men who knew what it was like to be slaves. They may have been children during that time, but now for the first time, they are the warriors. 
and they've defeated the Canaanites, and now they have an, a king come up against them, and they, and they defeat him, and then they just go ravaging all of the cities in that region, all around the Dead Sea and heading north. And so <clears throat> you know, God is using this really to help them gain the confidence, one, in God, and two, in themselves as a people that can defend themselves, that can move forward, that could advance. And these are things that are needed because they're going to be having lots of battles coming up and they need some <laughs> practical training, if you will. So God is always doing things to help us prepare for what he has for us in the future. So don't be surprised when all of a sudden you're doing something. I wasn't ever expecting to do something like that because it may be a way that God is just using that now to prepare you for what he has next that you don't even know is on the horizon. So I hope you have a great day and a great weekend. God bless you. Talk to you soon.